welcome to the eighth episode of Base Cafe with Holly and Dean. I'm Holly. And I'm Dean. Today we are going to be talking about optimizing your online presence, the musician's guide. And we have a really special guest. Miss Abby Kay on bass, um, one of my students from time to time. Uh, she has been crushing it. I met her actually when she opened up for Nita Strauss on the first tour, the Guitar Collective tour, um, the first tour that we did. And Nita jumped up on stage with her and played a song with her. And we, you know, she did her job. She did what we always talk about. She played the show. She was super prepared. She's a young kid. Yeah. You know, she was like 15, I think, at that show. She's a young kid. She had a pro setup, pro gear, pro band, played some originals, some covers, you know. And I actually, I think that show, it might have been all covers. Yeah. and impressed the heck out of everybody and then kept in contact with me, wound up taking lessons, asking. We did a lot of consultations because she's so active. She has a manager. She's releasing single after single after single. She's doing music videos and she just got her license. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. great, more work than I did before I was 17 times 10. Yeah, which social media gives a, us those platforms to do so. Dude, yeah, I, we barely, I barely had the internet in 2000. Right. Like, <laughs> yes, we had lots of information on the internet, mm -hmm. but it's not like the average Joe's household had like this crushing internet speed. Like if everything was there, if you wanted to read like a book or find like a tab, it took you a half hour to get there, dude. <laughs> like I didn't think they had a lot of tabs on the internet either. <laughs> and they were all wrong back then. They were all wrong. <laughs> It's not like today. Today, I I definitely lean on ultimateguitar.com. Um, when I first started teaching um, at School of Rock in New Jersey, I downloaded and paid for the pro version of that. Yeah. And it has been worth its weight in gold ever since because you get these updated MIDI files. They're officially licensed. You know, they're not, they're not all right either. I got news for you, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, the only as, thing that as a teacher though, like have, have go ahead, go, go. So the only thing you can really rely on is your ear. You have to you really have to Yeah, and like I still rely on my ear to work out and hone things and also curtail it to the student, you know? Yeah. Um but it yeah, having stuff like that online just I don't as a teacher, I don't have to know every song on the planet. I just have to be able to learn it faster than my student. Yeah. And like, and I, you know, I learned kind of fast. I still have to work on techniques and other stuff. Like, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to be right. Yeah. But yeah, it just, those resources, mm -hmm. online resources have been crushing, uh, crushing like the music industry. We have been really able to, progress you know as artists and as businesses more than yeah. anything because of online yeah and we're we're actually getting into this day of age where we have to be our own online business or our own business as a musician because i kind of think we are all entrepreneurs <laughs> we're all entrepreneurs definitely we all run our own self uh we're self-employed uh i have to work hard to get gigs 
um, or try to get people to pay me to, to work on their session work, just as someone has to go to work eight hours a day, um, you know, somewhere, whatever they're doing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a business. And if you don't work your business, you don't get paid. Uh, the only problem is that I don't have a business that I can go to. And if I don't have business for that day, I, I just don't get paid. So my online presence is my thing that keeps me bringing clients in and bringing money in and, and actually getting paid for what I want, want to do, which is music. Yeah. And for me, right? Like everyone thinks, oh, like, I hope you make it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I appreciate that, bud. You know, um, but in the beginning for me, it was, you, you know, you thought you toured, had a tour bus, um, sold some records and then had a mansion, mm -hmm. right? That's what we were all told to believe. That's what we were told. Um, and all of those people <laughs> who live that life are homeless and drug addicts now. Most of them, yes. You know, um, yeah, not all of them, right? But too many. Yeah. Sadly. And as time went on, we had to become these smaller and smaller entities. And just by Instagram posts, I have sold albums. Yeah. Like for my solo band, I've never played live. Mm -hmm. I've never played a single one of those songs at a concert venue. Not ever. I've only, I've only played um a handful of of my my record and i've sold a lot of, i mean i sell them when we have uh Zeprella tours we bring them on on the road and i usually sell out i did i did sell some when i was playing bass for graves i had like a whole merch setup uh i did not bring or even ask to bring any kind of merch along um yeah. on any of the nita strauss tours i just i just kind of didn't i had a lot of other responsibilities and like it was just like a whole other level where I just didn't even want to ask, you know, yeah. I could have asked and they could have said no, but we didn't even get there, you know? Yeah. Uh, but everything else has just been online. A simple Instagram story mm -hmm. has netted me students, mm -hmm. has netted me um, album sales, t-shirt sales, guitar pickup sales. Like I have my own signature series, guitar pickups through plan 916 and yeah i've sold you know guitar pickups just because of an instagram post um so let's see there's facebook and instagram and then some other platforms that most people use um twitch well, is now becoming one right there's twitch twitch is a good one now yeah I've been, i started using twitch for live jams and it's I mean, it's, it's going okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just starting out, but it definitely is. Yeah, I've seen good. some of those videos. I've seen. Yeah, they're, they're fun. I mean, it's just, you know, something to do and to put out there and um, it's base. So. I have a Twitch channel. I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, I actually, I think I've said something about this here before, but I want to start playing video games with my fans. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of the stuff set up. I'm, it's just not there yet you know like um it's piece by piece and i have other things on the plate right now yeah um but i'm also doing live streams so like this is something we didn't even 
think about when uh, we were planning out this episode, but there's all these platforms, right? So let's go into some of those platforms, but then there's also all these resources for those platforms. Yeah. And we both use different resources. So let's see, we got Twitch, uh -huh. um, your own personal website, right? So you yeah. do really great with your own website. Thank you. I, uh, I have built it myself and I man it myself. And uh, I find that going in at least once a week or twice a week and just cleaning things up and making sure things are running correctly making sure everything looks good on the screens, uh, making sure the, the correct things, or the, the right things are at the top and the right things are at the bottom, you know? If you're I am not that active. Then, yeah. Active. I do believe in a good website and I do like update it. You know, I try and update it more than once a year. I try and update it every three to six months. I really do. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do the little things, like I, I'm supposed to have updated my bio for like ever now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I do some of that little stuff. I've changed around some pages, but mostly um, my old singer, Alex, uh -huh. she like, I don't know, back when I first started my solo band, her mom was supposed to like build my website. Yeah. And she just, I don't know, didn't show up. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell, yeah. you know? Well, and Alex I is like, listen, I'll fix it. And she yeah. just does a Squarespace thing. And so like, I'm bringing this up because my friend felt bad her mom didn't do it right and had no idea what she was doing mm -hmm. and just googled it mm -hmm. found squarespace found wix we decided on squarespace and she sat there and she built it and she dragged and dropped and we figured it out there and every time that we redo this mm -hmm. um we kind of like figure something else out and like and we learn more and more and more but it's it's so it's easy it's not that hard and there's the wix is my favorite and that's what i use my my uh for my website um i use godaddy for the uh the domain Me name too. and then wix but you can still just use wix for your domain name and your website but wix is so easy because it's like you really are just building everything that how you want it um, and there's so many integrations in there to, to give you what you want. I sell merch off of there that people, they'll go, they'll, they'll pay for the merch and then it gets, it's a drop shipping company that does it and then they send it off. And so I don't have to deal with any, anything, any, like we used to have to have all kinds of merch on hand and somebody bought a t-shirt, you send it out and it takes, you know, you have to do all of this, which if you're not doing anything else, it's fine. But if you're busy. Uh, it's kind of a hassle to go to the, the post office all the time. So these great merch companies. That's where I'm the worst. DGC as well. Um, if you order from the DGC website, my other company, Dead Group Clothing, you get it from a drop shipping company. We get the emails, we get everything, you know, we, we make sure that the business is ran, you know, correctly, but we don't touch the merch. It goes straight to them. Um, so it's, it's becoming so easy. And if you have a graphic designer, that or uh, or a um, graphic artist that can um that can come in and, and give you a logo and give you kind of a look um can give you maybe something for your merch then you can put it all together yourself and start your brand as soon whenever you want to the world is changing i was just yeah. as you're saying that right like i've never drop shipped anything all of my yeah. stuff is um made printed and then left in stock whatever doesn't sell you know because like even if you're the most active band 
Um, you might sell out of most sizes in a shirt, but you might never sell insert size here shirt. You know what I mean? Like you might like there's there might just be that one design, that one size. It just doesn't sell. And you're left off with that. Yeah. Um, Your friends are like, oh, I liked the other one. Right. Yeah. So this and cuts that whole thing, that whole uh, racket down. Um, the only things that I sell off my website now are my CD and my hot sauce. So I do physically have to go and hot sauce. My hot sauce, yeah. yeah. This one's empty, but my Holly's taco sauce. <laughs> Better be empty. Yeah, we ate all that. <laughs> um, so it makes it a lot easier for, for artists now to, to get their brand going and out there. And I feel that, um, because if I've been able to do it, it must be easy. <laughs> you know, your, your website is your Mecca, you know, it's your signature, it's your, it's your, your hallmark. It's, it's what you, you need to focus your attention on because those are your direct clients. You can email every single one of them that sign up for your website. You can, um, have them sign up for forums where you talk, uh, just specifically to them. Um, there's video chats you can have just specifically with them. Uh, so, all these things that you can do on social media, you can do on your website. So we have Twitch, mm -hmm. we have a website, mm -hmm. and then some of those forms that you log up on, uh, link in with them to use things like Discord, right? You can link Discord. Discord up to there, also up to your YouTube channel. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. I, I feel like social media and some of those things uh, centered around being social on the internet are more for advertising your brand off of your website because. Well, they're for those companies to make money. So therefore it's advertising space. Exactly. exactly. Entertain, entertainment advertising space like, or like it's like advertising shadowed as, you know, like entertainment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because even if you can put, like, say, your merch on your Instagram, right? You put an Instagram post and you can say, oh, that's $30, like, and you press it, it still goes to your website. So it's really just all advertising. You know, I still can't figure that out. I've looked up so many different things. I, I, have, I have, like, that part is really hard. I'll tell you, working with <laughs> and, like, working with Instagram and Facebook business to get all of the things right so yeah. to be able to be a business have your posts promoted and uh, we did want to jump into that a little bit but like to have all that and to link it where like your t-shirt shows up on your instagram post you have to do it there's on your like a, a thousand steps yeah, but you have to do it on your computer. I don't think you can do it on your phone. I know, no, I know. Yeah, but I've, I've done it. And like, I'm in Facebook business and I have like my guitar pickups listed in there, you know? And I just, I can yeah. never tag it in there. Like, I'm always missing one step with some of that. And it's so crazy. Well, the good thing is that it, it's easier now because there's so many tutorials on YouTube and yes. all of these websites have made it easier and more user-friendly. Well... So Supposedly. there's tons and tons of videos on the the big topics, <laughs> the yeah. big topics, things like hashtags, how often you promote, mm -hmm. how often you post on your website. There's tons of information on that. Yeah. But the few little marketing secret things such as, you know, having the shortest route yes. for your client 
yes. to go from advertisement to purchase to checkout, right? That shortest amount of time that is absolutely reserved for the top players who have to know all, all the little ins and outs because that's what you want. And that's something that that's why a website's great. That's why um, drop shipping is great. Um, that's why Instagram is great for stories and stuff like that, especially if you have the swipe up function, right? Um, up to 10,000 follows. Is it 10 or is it, yeah, 10,000, right? Um, the Having the shortest route mm -hmm. from promotion of said item to support your business as a musician slash entrepreneur to check out, that is the most important and hardest task. I but think. also, I think equally important is quality of content. And you'd only get quality of content if you're authentic and you're promoting something that you, that other people will like. Um, and it's you, the E equals MC square of, of it all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it has to, if anything you want to sell, right. If you want to sell your CD, it has to be studio quality. If you want to sell your CD, it better not be basement garage quality. Yeah. If, you know, like it can be people will buy it, but more people will buy it if it's better. Yeah. Well, I think weren't we saying last time MC Hammer made more money selling mixtapes out of his trunk, but that was in the eighties. And that's when everything. Yeah, that's when CD quality wasn't even around yet, you know, and, and even when it was, it was just tapes on CD. Yeah. Everything was still recorded on tape yeah. and then just put onto a CD, you know? Yeah. So whatever, <laughs> but now, yeah, nowadays everything has to be like crystal clear. Yeah, if you go to some some uh, some accounts that are doing really well, you see kind of their the way that they lay out everything. A lot of them have kind of same color schemes. They have same type of content. Um, they're engaging with their their audience. They're liking posts. They're commenting on posts. There's a lot of people out there that are famous that don't even do that, but they don't have to because they've. They've got the fan base and stuff, but if you're wanting to really get your fan base to stay around for a long time, you have to be engaging. And it also works with the algorithms too. If you're engaging, then the algorithms push your posts up. Supposedly, they push your posts up more. Yeah. So, and that's like a big thing is what is the point of having all of these platforms if uh -huh. you're not going to check up on them? if you're yeah. not going to post on them, right? Yeah. It's one thing to have a LinkedIn page and a website and an Instagram page and, you know, uh, an insert this page, right? If you're not doing anything with it, it's not going to do anything for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't just like start like a Facebook page for your band and then never post on it and yeah. never ask, you know, and never get people to follow it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, or, you know, like have an Instagram page for your band and then just literally never post, you know? Yeah, the, the more engaging that you, I mean, that's what you came into the business for is to be able to play music. But the thing is, is that now you have to- Music comes in many forms. Well, you have to pull your audience from, from what's out there. Like, 
as and we always talk about this you know from the perspective of a bass player mm-hmm. but we're individuals and we're businesses it doesn't matter you know now when you're in the music industry um if you want to be in any industry um you have to make money or you're going to go bankrupt <laughs> you know and unfortunately um in order to do any one thing in this industry you have to cover very many facets um those of you who are old enough to remember MTV would know that very quickly music television became nothing but reality TV shows and you know what happened to all those musicians all those dudes who were in in girls who were in rock bands they wound up on these TV shows so now all these audio personas are becoming visual personas are becoming scripted personas are becoming sitcom characters you know and that's what we are and so when when I'm a guitarist or a bass player and I'm on Instagram, I'm an Instagram model. Like, yeah. like you know, like when I'm on Facebook, like you're playing their game. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm on YouTube, I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. When I'm on Twitch, I'm a Twitch screen, uh, streamer, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's what we are. I'm, I'm a bass player when I'm playing bass, which isn't as often as you do before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's necessary, but like I play guitar and bass all day long. You know what I mean? Um, right before. And so with all this, right, there's so many resources. Some of those resources that I use, um, obviously YouTube, right? We are doing this on YouTube and we use anchor. When we use anchor, we can take, um, our YouTube podcast. I actually use this app called clip grab. And once I down, I upload our episode to YouTube. Um, I then grab just the audio from there, from there, right, right from YouTube. So it sounds exactly the same. Um, and it goes on to Spotify through anchor, right? Anchors that resource anchor.fm. Um, I also utilize OBS. I use OBS for so many online resources from teaching to, um, you know, some of these Zoom meetings that I do, right? Zoom is another resource. Um, but OBS is a huge one. Um, what is it? I think it's open broadcasting software is what it stands for. Yeah. That's like, we've, I, I'm a guitar player. I'm a bass player. Now you're a but I'm also a technical director, a director, uh, an artistic, you know, a creative yeah. Uh, director, you know, like all these things I've, before this podcast, I was sitting here doing sound checks and doing mic checks and making sure that when I'm playing something and, I'm, you know, like uh, from the computer and my guitar and I'm doing all levels. So now I'm also the sound guy, you know, um, I'm my own guitar tech, because what if there's a problem with the cable yeah. and then I'm switching between adding logos. I mean, you're really making your um, self-employed uh stand out you know we really i'm trying it's it's a lot of work right it's a lot a lot of work yeah it is and if you don't know some like if you don't know something that well like say say for instance you want to start a youtube channel and you don't know about how like what platform is going to be best to 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 video or whatever there's so many 
things you can go out, so many resources you can go out and you can you can find the best one for you, which is which is great. And if you wanted to focus on you know one or two platforms, um, you could you could do that as well. But the thing that the thing is is that right now and we're seeing it in real time, the platforms are changing and the way that people are getting their information is changing and people are reaching out to other platforms because they're tired of the same old platforms. I miss MySpace. Oh, God. Hashtag yeah. bring back MySpace. Oh, bring back MySpace. I loved MySpace. It was MySpace was free. Was MySpace was organic growth. Yeah. Facebook replaced MySpace in, in the beginning, and I, I wanted to touch on this. In the beginning, um, Facebook, you used to – you could have a cap of 5,000 friends. Right. And when you reach that cap, you started a page. And if you had a band, you started a page. But in the beginning, when you started that page, it would organically go out to everyone who you were friends with. It was very easy to get the people who each band member was friends with on Facebook, people they grew up with, whatever. It was very easy for those people to see your band's stuff, your business's stuff, your Facebook pages stuff, your business pages stuff. Um, in the middle of that band for me, I watched the algorithm switch. I remember when it happened. Mm -hmm. And there was like one day it all worked and we were getting thousands of likes and follows and shares. And the next day, nobody saw our post. Mm -hmm. And it's because Facebook changed to now pay for people to see your page and stuff. It became a virtual <laughs> yellow pages when it was a free message board. It yeah. used to be a cork board at your local library and then it turned into the yellow pages overnight. Yeah, yeah. And that's unfortunate because as people who are artists, we do need these platforms to work in our favor. I think it sank, um, I think it sank that band's growth. I, I, think, uh, I think Facebook and Instagram are sinking a lot of bands' growths yeah because they're playing this game of you need to pay to be to be popular and when really we just want our fans the ones that are liking our page to see our stuff well it it, don't we also like don't we also have to do pay to play at venues right when we first start out so they're just they're just adding that on to us it's like right but also the venues lose money we, we Instagram isn't going to lose money if we're just on there, you know, doing our thing. No, well, and it's all advertising money. It's it's weird. It's right. like, I I feel it's it's almost a catch twenty two. It's like I want to hate on Facebook for not allowing my band to be seen when it used to be seen. Yeah. Um, but I also am utilizing that. And if I really do consider myself a business, I would have to consider an advertising budget. And right. in that case, I would have to reach out to a platform. And even though Facebook is bending me over sideways, charging me, you know, for people to see my posts, um, that's a lot, that's doing a lot more for me than NBC is, than CBS is, than K-Rock is. You know, like I and serious satellite radio is like for that dollar amount, I can't get on any of those platforms. Right. And I totally get that. But the problem is that I, I agree. It's a problem. Away, 
No, the problem is that it, it, it's not a problem to advertise your music. The problem is that they don't keep up with their word of showing your fans who have gone to your page to like your stuff, your stuff. Yeah. Now you have to pay for your fans who have gone to your page to like your stuff. Otherwise, you would see that every single person. Right, right, right. That's not. Um, pretty sure most of my fans are on there every single week, at least once a week. And, you know, it's just sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Uh, it's it's interesting. I remember Darkness Descends had 7,000 or something page likes. Mm -hmm. And that was like 7,000. And, and this is, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about this the same way. So I'm looking to clarify it for anyone else. What Holly's saying here is that, like in that case, we had 7,000 people who liked the page. But if we got people to actually go to that page and like it, then for them to come across any of that content, we then had to pay for those people, not new people, not people above that, but for those people who we already worked to get there, we had to then pay for them to see anything that goes on. Yeah, and that's insane. Yeah, that's it's like insane. why would you want to? Why would you want to use those platforms? And maybe that's that's maybe they're sinking. Maybe they're maybe that people are realizing because I'm realizing real quick that it's not working in my my favor. Uh, I have several All these platforms are phasing <laughs> out. Yeah, I have several businesses on both and shelling money into these businesses or into Facebook and Instagram every week. It's just, it's not, it has, it's nowhere near the, um, the growth that it was in the beginning, nowhere near it. No, but that's, you know, and that's because other stuff has come along, you know, when Facebook was first out, mm -hmm. there was none of this other stuff. And like, and another thing like TikTok. Mm hmm has taken every movie star, mm -hmm. every guitar player, every singer, every dancer, every, every everyone, mm -hmm. and turned them into trendy challenge stars. You know, everyone's doing like flip challenges and ice bucket challenges. That was like really Facebook, but like, but like all these, like these kicking stuff, these, these little clips with doing the dolphin dance and shit. Like it's all, it's, you have to just mold yourself to that platform for that thing. And the thing that Facebook is really missing is there isn't really an allure to be a Facebook influencer, right? Yeah. There's a, there's Twitter influencers, there's, you know, Instagram influencers, there's YouTube influencers. No one is really a Facebook influencer. Like there's no, there's no Casey Neistat of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think these are all huge resources and platforms that we have to try and abide by. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that we had Abby on here for this episode is because she's been killing it. Again, she's a new up and comer mm -hmm. and she's doing all the things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, and the longevity is is the biggest part. No matter what platform that you choose, if it starts working for you or not, longevity is a big part of that. Um, you have to con consistently put things out there in, for a long period.
period of time. You have to put enough and content out there that you're Google-able. Google. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you can't look up my name and find me because there is a bunch of other famous people with my name. Um, okay. But if you look well, up, if you look up you me, Google you Dean it. Music <laughs> Official, if you look up Dean Music Official, yeah. you find me. I'm right there. Right. And that's and that. And that's how branding works. Yeah. For a while with my name, Holly West, there's um, there's a, a porn star and an author. And I think it's the same girl, actually. Um, and her name would come up first. She would always come up first. And then now it's getting to the point like when you type in my name, I come up first. Um, but you also see Nita on there for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I it just—I mean, it just depends. But I come I, up, I come up and need a Strauss Googles. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, no, I was just saying it because I was on a poster one time because somebody thought that was my picture. <laughs> oh well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it was needed, but anyways. Um, but yeah, it is—it's very true. You want to be Googleable, and you want to work with people who are going to get you to that. To that. Um, uh, for instance, I'm in the new uh, 2021. Guitar Girl calendar. Ah, it's July. Right. I was just about to go there. You, we're right on the same wavelength. So, <laughs> But the reason this is a good thing for me is because, well, first off, it is photographed by Jack Lou. And Jack Lou takes pictures of all of the guitar girls. I mean, he's been around for ages in the L.A. area. And I've known him as a famous uh, photographer for um, a lot of these girls. And I have so, Jack Lou photos. <laughs> And I'm not a guitar. Yeah, yeah, he's at all the shows. Um, because I play for one show. of the guitar girls, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and all of it's. I really like this actually. I've never um, had a guitar girl magazine. It's very I classy. Think huh? It's very classy. Yeah, they're very classy. They they try to keep it really classy. Um, Tara does a really good job with that. But what I really like, so here's Nikki from uh, Iron Maidens. Um, With her new signature Shekin. Yeah, isn't that awesome? That girl's killing it. It's great. Yeah. Um, I just, I love the quotes. I went through and read all the quotes, and it's just so inspiring. Oh, you guys um, have quotes and stuff in there, too? Yeah, so hers says, follow your heart, never lose your passion for music, don't let anyone discourage you from following your dreams, and always practice. Like, I love it. And every single lady in here has... Can, um, I'd like to expand on that. So like, yeah. that's what everyone really has to look at when we're doing all of this stuff, right? It's to inspire. It's to oh, inspire. Miss July. July says, repetition is the mother of all skills. Practice, practice, practice. Rest in a good diet. Keep your mind right when you play. I didn't know that was going to go on there, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this is just... But th that's what we've always set out to do, right? As musicians, as YouTubers, as bass players, as guitar players, songwriters, mm -hmm. podcasters, right? We're on this right now. What are we? We're podcasters, you know, and we're bass players later, <laughs> you know, like, um, but it's all to inspire. That, that's so super inspiring. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I encourage everybody to go get one of those um, guitar girl. Magazines. Yeah. Where do they find that? Um, I think on the web, I think there's a website, uh, guitargirlmag.com. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I really like this in particular, not that I like to divide the sexes on any part, you know, but obviously, and you, you know, because of Nita, like 
the the girls didn't start coming into the scene more until about early 2000s like mid 2000s yeah and they're they're doing it with the fist of fury right now absolutely girls are doing it's it's things like this that have helped you know and like shuttleicious when they get all the girls together at nam to take pictures they they've brought all these girls a safe space to come and play because a lot of guys haven't played with girls before they don't you know i i was with uh rob What's his name? Rob Jackson, uh, who used to play for Snake uh, Slash of Snake Pit. Um, I was doing a, a little uh, video gig with him. And he's like, I've never played with a girl before. I bet it's different, isn't it? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a dude, so I don't know. You know, it's just like, it's just. Only it's if not- you want it to be, though, right? <laughs> I guess so. I- I've been in <laughs> a lot of bands with girls. My first band had a girl keyboard player, right? And that's that's how it used to be. It used to be like keyboard players, maybe a singer here and there. Um, but my first band also, my son's mother was our very first bass player. Yeah. Um, with that first bass of mine. But like now girls are, are running the bands, you know, like they're finally able to because of these platforms guys like yeah. like let's face it you know um when when everybody is on any of these platforms you're bringing your a game yeah and 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 sadly guys want to always be like well yeah of course she has like a million followers she's a girl now you know why dude because like when she does take a photo yeah maybe she puts makeup on When's the last time you shaved, dude? Yeah. You know, like, when's the last time you you bought lighting and, like, made sure that your background and your foreground and everything looked perfect? When's the last time you hit the gym for a year solid so you were in, you know, kind of bathing suit weight? Like, every metal guy is, like, what? Like, a, a dude that wears super long shorts on the beach and has a beer belly and, like, a scruffy beard. Yeah. No wonder you don't get a lot of a likes, man, you know, but if you work out really hard and you do everything that you have to do and you make sure that you're creating great content, it doesn't matter what it is. You just have to make a great product. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all guys. But like I said, I work for a lot of girls. And the reason why girls are larger on these platforms aren't just because they're girls. It's because they're putting more effort into it. They're working harder. You know, it takes a lot. You know, I can roll out of bed and go in front of this webcast a little bit easier than Holly can, I think. <laughs> you know, like, I had to get up and get everything ready. Yeah, you got to get ready. I, I get myself ready, but it's physically less maintenance. I'm not when I play a show, I'm I'm high maintenance. I'm like, you know, making sure that I'm shaved up and all this other stuff and like. Um, I wear eyeliner, you know, some other guys that I'm in bands with, they, they wear physical makeup to like cover up imperfections and stuff, but like, it we don't always have pictures. to do that as much. Yeah. Yeah. It shows up in pictures. I mean, every, every guy that's on TV in front of a camera, that's Where's like, makeup? they're wearing makeup. Yeah. Always. They're, they've got their, their beard shaved. Uh, sometimes they put makeup in their beard. So it looks like it's, you know, got a straighter edge to it. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to go wear makeup, but like you're saying, everybody needs to be at least self-conscious of what they're putting out there. Yeah. You have to create good looking content. Yeah. You know, you have to go for photo shoots. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, like I, I pay for photographers for photo shoots. Yeah. 
you know who doesn't pay for photographers for photo shoots my drummers and my other bands you know why i have more followers than them it's not because i'm a better musician than them it's because i've created better instagram content than them yeah that's it like yeah, if you if you pay um, a good photographer, I mean, I think a running rate for a full or half a couple hundred bucks, man, you don't have to, you don't have to spend a lot of money, you can find a photographer in your town, someone that you know, that has like a real camera, and they'll yeah. do a photo shoot for 100 bucks. If you cannot invest $100 into yourself, quit. But I wouldn't, I would say don't go with just anyone you want to find somebody that has your creative vision as well. Because I have had friends come and do photo shoots for me and nothing worked. <laughs> right. I'm not saying choose a friend, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you, a, but there's there's good. tons of photography. It's harder now, right? Like we used to find I, I found um my my favorite of the few photographers that I work with, just because I worked with her for so long, um, Laura DeSantez Olson. I've mm-hmm. I've known her for years. Yeah. I found her from playing shows and she brought her camera and she took photos of my band and they looked and posted them online and they looked phenomenal right yeah and that's the person when i saw her content yeah i was like sweet yeah estelle massery um who i just did this recent photo shoot with where we have the the promo for this podcast i saw her content online and actually she um she came out to several nita strauss shows she's friends with nita um I saw her eye through her content Mm -hmm. and I was like, that's who I want. (laughs) That's this. We, yes. Like, yes. That is also still being super authentic to your brand. You know what your vision is and and that also excited you to, to kind of reflect on that's what you wanted. And that's important because if you put something out there that was kind of half-assed that you were okay with, it's not your true authentic self. And I guarantee you, you won't get as many followers from that. All you have to do is find the nexus point of your budget versus the people who you know. If you're actively trying to do this and you're actively trying to build a brand of any sort, you will have some money mm-hmm. that even if you have to sacrifice something one month or two months or save up for it, like you have money available. Even if you don't have money right now, you have money available in your mind that you can put aside and save away for to do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're going to have to reach out to this pool of people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a millionaire, but I was able to record my own album, make a thousand, print a thousand copies of it, which so many of my bands couldn't ever even get to the recording the album part, right? Like it's so hard. That part yeah. is so hard. Yeah. And then, you know, through all the studio, through mixing, through mastering, and then duplication. Yeah. You know, that's of, I've had very many bands run out of money, run out of patience before that process was able to complete itself, right? I was able to do it myself because I was setting aside the money, I was saving up for it, and I was working hard in the times when I could, you know, like gathering up all this information. Um, And I just reached the nexus point of where all of those things collided. And, you know, it doesn't matter if my album has the greatest this or the greatest that it's just it's what I was able to do right there. And that's all that we can do. We got to do the best that we can do. 
on every platform. We have to utilize everything on every platform. Um, so we could go on forever <laughs> on this. Yeah. Um, but I want to switch over now to Miss Abby K on base. Yeah. Um, she brands herself as Abby K on base. She is a singer and she is a bass player. She fronts her own band. Like I said, she used to do covers. Um, and then she has moved up to becoming a songwriter for her own personal stuff. She has a manager. She's been doing music videos, um, doing these releases. She has her, she was my student who now has her own students. Mwah. Great. <laughs> you know, like, mwah. love that. Love it. Um, and she, yeah, she is a force to be reckoned with for sure. So we're going to switch over now. Here's Abby K. on base. All right. And I'm here now with Miss Abby K. on base. Um, Abby has been a student of mine for a few years on and off when she's not busy taking over the, the stage and being the phenom that she is. Um, she is graduating high school and going to college and at the same time as well as playing the bass and shredding and writing songs and doing music videos and doing live streams and getting her license all at the same time. So everyone welcome Miss Abby K on bass. Thank you. Um, I'm super, super, super excited to have you on the show. Um, you know how much I love teaching and for me to be able to have one of my students who I, I learned so much from you as well. You know, like you, I, I don't just teach you. Like I also learn from you. Um, I'm just so super excited to have you on here. Um, first things first, how are you? How is quarantine treating you? How is uh, the, the band doing? What's going on with the band? I'm pretty good. Um, quarantine has been, um, I've been through many different stages, but right now I'm the most inspired that I've been in the entire past year. Is that um, because we're getting like close to the end of maybe possibly of quarantine or is it just because you're getting stir crazy? Um, honestly, uh, towards the end of 2020, I started to get kind of burnt out and I took an entire four weeks off. And of like music January or what? I called it my mental health month and I just, I didn't force myself to do anything. And a weekend I found myself writing songs because I wanted to. Um, Weird. In fact, I think, I think I might've been partially responsible for some of that. Um, yeah. I think we, we linked up to do like a check-in mm -hmm. and you were like, yeah, I need a break. I need a break. And then we talked and I think, yeah, you worked on some stuff cause you had some, inspiration after we spoke but then I'm, ha I'm happy to hear that you were able to relax and take a break it's it's really hard so that's one thing that's one of the first things that i do want to address i know that i have some questions that are pre-planned but one of the things i do want to address is um for you you started off if i'm not mistaken you played mostly covers if not all covers the first show that i played with you right yeah so the first show that i played was um opening for Nita Strauss uh, in Spartanburg, South Carolina back in 2018. Um, I was strictly a cover band at that point. 
And so um, from then you you've started writing songs and you've been releasing singles. So now, so this is where I wanted to kind of jump right into is now writing songs is like your job kind of sort of right like you're you're using since then you've been pushing this brand and so now that writing songs have become your job is it harder honestly not really it kind of goes through these different stages of where I'm at um in the beginning it was really hard for me to just sit down and write a song unless something major happened. Um, like the first song that I wrote was It Should Have Been Me. That was after a band said, hey, you're going to be in this band. Oh, wait, no, you're not. Um, right. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it used to have to be very motivated and inspired in order for me to get a good song. But over quarantine, I'd say especially, I've really been trying to focus on songwriting um, because that's pretty much the biggest thing that I could do. And one thing that I've been doing to perfect that is I've actually started listening to songs and not just listening to them to just enjoy them, but listening to what words they rhyme together and the structure. And I've learned a lot from doing that. So you've been studying the structure of the art. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, you know, most songs, right, are basically, at least mine and many of the songs that I listen to, are primarily based upon interaction with another human and it either being awesome or it being hell. Like, that's most songs, right? It's either you're awesome, I want to party with you, or you broke my heart. Like, that's basically the gist of almost every song. Mm -hmm. um, so with so much less interaction um with quarantine what about that aspect of the art is that why you're focusing on like the structure so much because there is less overall interaction like yes we still are interacting but obviously way less than we all ever have yeah so one thing i noticed um because you know in the beginning it was inspired by like moments but i didn't really have those and I kind of started to open up more in my songs and become more emotional and let people in that I haven't really been willing to do before. And so I wrote about some pretty personal things. Um, and you totally have a Taylor Swift writing style. I feel like almost every song you write might as well be a, a breakup song. Like <laughs> they're really good. They're really good. That's, that's a total easy way for me to fall in love with the song is for it to be like a, <laughs> you know a thumb in the nose of someone trying to oppress you that's my favorite kind of song <laughs> um all right so into my list of questions that was uh that was all just off the top of my head right there because yeah I, I do wonder i wonder like what the the young creatives have to do now that you know their lives are so much different even me you know i can I can think back to the last 37 years of my life and, and 36 of them are human interaction. You yeah. know, when you're, when you're 18 years old and you think about the last 18 years of your life and 17 of them were human interaction or like 16 and a half really. Right. Mm -hmm. How many of those did you, you know, cause like the most of the human interactions we're going to even think about are going to be in our adolescence. And you really kind of only had the first few years of that yet. You haven't even had, 
any of the crazy stuff happen yet. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> had to put myself in other people's shoes and try to imagine what those experiences would be like. Because, I mean, if I'm being honest, everyone experiences emotions and feelings differently. So if I'm trying to imagine what it sounds like and it's not completely accurate, it's fine because if I went through that, it may have been different than someone else. Right. And that's, again, that's where the mentorship part is pretty cool because, you know, getting to share those moments with people, getting to share those experiences, hopefully it clears up some of the inner workings. Mm -hmm. Um, So now, you are a singer songwriter. Um, so what are some of the major aspects of your musicianship that you felt that you've had to focus on the most and the same question, but for your business. So you've held alongside your musicianship the last few years, you've built a brand and you've built a business. So a, you know, what are what are the biggest aspects of your musicianship that you've had to focus on? And B, what are some of the biggest aspects of your music business side have you had to focus on? I definitely say in the actual music part of it, I've had to focus mostly on singing. Um, that's the one thing that didn't really come naturally to me. Um, just ask my I mom. I find that hard to believe, but oh, okay. I used to be an awful singer yeah well you know damn well that you have one of my favorite voices on the planet you know damn well i I don't understand why but (laughs) i I, I know why i know why listen listen to your songs man listen to your album like that's why you have you have a specific tone to your voice that just people just don't have you know there's a there's a tone to it okay my opinion my opinion but yeah i definitely wanted to work on singing um i actually started taking vocal lessons with a rock vocal coach in los angeles over quarantine um because guitar and bass they came pretty naturally to me i don't want to say it was just easy for me because obviously i had to practice every single day um but singing just was something that I wanted to strengthen. So I've been working a lot on that. And then I'll touch on the music business side. One thing that I've been really trying to work on is social media, especially now social media is all you have. Um, Any of my friends that I've sent in your direction, um, I've I've sent a couple people in your direction, people like Alex, Mm -hmm. um and holly and stuff and anytime i send someone to your socials they're like oh man she's she's on point like she's doing it right yeah really oh i'm lately i've been in well yeah listen lately we all do the best we can but when we look at the overall summation you know like there's this whole business plan about how you should do social media like you can only do so much before you have to like just do whatever you can. But when they look at the overall um, aspect of everything you're doing from your YouTube to your covers, right? Abby does covers with her band. She's been doing these quarantine jam videos. Um, She's been doing riffs and licks and 
uh, you know, uh, album reviews and songs that have inspired you and uh, favorite band T-shirts and all kinds of other fun interactive stuff. You've started your own Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Abby K on bass, right? Yes. Like you're doing you're doing it. You're literally you're not even old enough to drink yet, you know, <laughs> like and you're doing just as much, if not more than all the other people I know. You know, that's it's hard work, right? Yeah. Um, but I was I was very determined uh, when quarantine hit, especially to get a head start on social media to the point where I actually took a few courses in it. Um, and then I started managing social media for a few small local businesses. Even be- even before quarantine, when I saw you at NAM last year, you were taking social media classes and, and doing um, going to like the, the seminars there. You've been you've you've tried to be very much on on point. So you would say that the, for the music business point, it's you've been focusing online anyway. Mm-hmm. I even definitely, before quarantine, I don't miss an opportunity to learn something. Mm. Last year, I was all over the place, going from this class to this class to this class to the point where I just missed lunch every day because I didn't want to miss out. Um, did you sign up for Nam this year? I did. You did, and uh, one of one of our other mutual friends, another one of my students, uh, Shannon, she uh, did some classes last night. Uh, she sent me the link. I got some email from them, and she sent me the link. And I don't know, like when I went to, I like registered and everything, but then when I went to like, I don't know, verify my email, it just sent me into this endless loop where it was just constantly having me enter in my email address and it was sending me an email that's like, click here to verify. I'd click there to verify. It sent me to the same page. And so I just gave up on it. <laughs> and uh, I told Shannon, I was like, you know what? Anything I wanted to see at NAM, I'll just look it up on YouTube. I'm sure yeah. that they're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, posting a lot of stuff. Um, it does suck to miss out on the seminars. Um, I do miss that. Um Wow. What, what was your greatest experience from NAM last year? Um, I met some of my, like, I don't want to say heroes, but some of the people that I look up to in the industry for the first time. And it was crazy when I went up to them to introduce myself. They were like, oh, hey, Abby. I was like, wait a second. How do you know who I am? <laughs> um, like, I met Nikki Stringfield and Courtney Cox for the first time, and they just knew who I was and I don't even really know how well you you have interaction with Nita and you know they are both very very much there they're from the Iron Maidens you know um and they're they're empowering women you right you did some of that uh a couple years ago you did like I don't know if it was last year the year before you were part of that women in rock photo shoot weren't you um, yeah. That photo shoot down by the steps. Yeah, that was with Jack year. Jack Lou or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. So that that's why, man, because you're you're making yourself known. You're doing the things that they're all doing. You put yourself on the same path as those who you look up to. You just might find that one day they're gonna be next to you on that very same path. You know. So don't tell me you don't know how. I know how. You busted your ass. <laughs> You know, that's that's how and that's what I want people to see. And that's what I want people to hear. Like um, so much of it is just, you know, doing it, making sure that 
you're seizing the opportunities that are that are put in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, what aspect of online promotions and resources have you relied on the most to grow awareness and strengthen your career? So you said social media, right? But there's there's more than just that. There's your website. There's um, Zoom, right? There's Skype. There's Discord. There's YouTube. Mm -hmm. These are all technically social medias, right? Even even Zoom, if you have more than one person on a Zoom call and you have your own Zoom like conference room, it's almost the same as having your own Instagram page or your own chat room, you know, like um, I'm so old that, you know, we used to have chat rooms on AOL and I would be like in like the New Jersey rocker and goth like chat room and people would start these things and people would come around and um, and they would, uh, you know, just come to common ground you know um and that, so out of all of these things out of all of these resources which are like which would you say are the have worked the best for you um honestly i would probably say zoom because you can do anything um like i do interactive live streams on my patreon um where it's just sometimes I'll have my guitarist on there too, and we can do a band Q and A. Um, last week I played a song that I was in the middle of writing; it wasn't even finished. Um, so Is it can... the same one that I heard? No, that was just written in 22 minutes tonight. The one that you heard. So was paranoid. <laughs> yeah. So was paranoid. And then also I teach a few lessons per week, also on Zoom. Um, I do my school on Zoom. I would I would definitely say Zoom is very helpful for so many aspects. <clears throat> um Shannon wanted to do uh interviews with stuff and she was saying that she was having some issues and I was like you should get Zoom, you know, and then record it on that. Mm -hmm. Cuz I think she was like trying to call people on Skype or whatever. Yeah. And I was like listen, I'm going to send you $15 back from your monthly lessons. And this month zooms on me. Trust me, you want it. Yeah. Cause you, so you and I did lessons online way before the world was shut down. Cause I lived in New Jersey. I met you in North Carolina, South Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. South? Yeah. Spart you, Is Spartanburg, you, South Carolina? Yeah. Um, my whole life, I've never gotten North and South Carolina right. That's, I never get that right. Um, that's that's harder than New England clam chowder or Manhattan clam chowder. That's like I I can figure those two out. Um, but yeah, so we did lessons and we used to do Skype and then I was even trying Discord at one point. Um, and then when I first moved out to LA, I was relying very heavily on Skype because I do stuff with an interface, so you can hear everything with the fractal. And I'll tell you, Zoom wow dude like i believe in it so much the second that we all got locked up it was and, and school of rock founded school of rock we were trying to use uh google hangouts for stuff and it was like failing for our our meetings and then they like made these free zoom accounts i was like oh my god this is the most stable platform i've ever used in my entire life for this like 
and like to the point where we were still we were like teaching on zoom but still holding our meetings on google hangouts and i was like uh, on google meet and i'm like guys this sucks like you know like i would log in and like my mic wouldn't work or like you know the captions wouldn't be there or like and then so we just we switched everything to zoom like it's so awesome um yeah that's a that's a huge resource so what about what about though the difference of like let's say your TikTok, your linkedin your website and uh do you have a snapchat yes so out of those out of those four and up five include YouTube. So LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, YouTube. What do you think? Snapchat. Um, I think for me personally, I'm a young female, and my target audience is also young girls. Um, which is mainly going to be found on TikTok. Um, I have not had much success with TikTok because, um, I don't post the ideal content on there I you don't, don't do all trendy content. challenges uh i try to i just i don't have what it takes to be a tiktok dancer um <laughs> but i mean everything just takes practice yeah i know um, well you don't have to be a tiktok dancer so do you, do you watch gary v all the time right gary vaynerchuk mm-hmm. right he's a huge advocate for tiktok yeah. all you have to do for tiktok is build your content it could be you just doing a quick clip of one of your songs or something it could be you doing something funny it doesn't have to be what other people are doing it just has to be your content you can go on there and just like read from a script or read a quick line or do like act out one of your one of your lines or like make uh make some sort of reaction thing where like one person's talking to another person and it's just like working out your line you know yeah. You know, you could make uh, skits about song structure. You could make skits about writing lyrics. You could make skits about how you like using the same word over and over again. You know what I mean? If there's one song, one word that you use in every song, you can like make little skits about it. Like every time you come to that song, be like, you know, or you come to that word in that song, you just come up with a different idea. Um, I think I think TikTok and LinkedIn, I, I agree with him where like TikTok's still growing, so it's still on an upswing. I think YouTube's the best. Mm-hmm. Um other it's the best other than fighting the algorithm. The alg- like fighting that algorithm sucks. Um but I think LinkedIn's great because it's supposed to be like still very organic. I mean, the reason why it's organic is because there's less traffic. Yeah. Um but for me, I personally, I rely on Instagram. Um, that's my chosen platform. You know, uh, I do Instagram and I do Patreon. Yeah. Um, and when did you start your Patreon page? Did you start that during quarantine? I did. Um, I tried to do a Patreon sometime last year, I think. Um, and I spent six months with zero. So I took it down. I spent about two weeks trying to make it better, figuring out how I can actually make this a thing, um, what I'm going to post, how often, um, and I completely redesigned it, and now I have 10 patrons, and you know what? I'm pretty proud of that for now. You should be proud of that for now. 
I just yeah. I just started my Patreon page and I got five patrons uh, within the first week and a half or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that blew me away. I I yeah. was like, all right, maybe I'll get like one or something, mm-hmm. you know, but um, every little bit counts. I'll tell you right now, even even just getting my first patron. Um, gave me a little boost in there, right? Because one of the things that's really hard right now is secret secret to everyone but performers really feed off of the energy of people wanting them to continue doing what they're doing so when we're in a show and we're at a show we're on stage and you're like yeah like we, we kind of really thrive off of that and so when there is no more that yeah it's really it, we're kind of we kind of get like salad fingers we kind of get like depressed and shit you know we yeah. feed off of those endorphins so a thing like patreon where it's not exactly that yeah you know, it is a nice little nod like, you know, hey, we can't wait to see you live again. We're going to try and help you a little bit. And like, yeah. it's not just it's not just about the purchase. Right. It's about feeling like someone's behind you. It's very validating for me. I, I'll tell you, I started my Patreon page after um, I listened to a seminar by the guy who created Patreon and and his failure to success story with his band and how he had had GoFundMes and things worked out well and it was all these ups and downs and it, the guy who started Patreon like was in a band that he was trying to have it be successful and they did play big shows and they never made boatloads of money and they were just trying to continue and like so Patreon was kind of like a like a monthly, you know, GoFundMe because like a GoFundMe or like a Indiegogo, they they end. Yeah. You know, and so it, I was just like, you know, I know people hate on this platform because of this rule or that rule or, you know, or especially when politics gets involved and red versus blue and all that stuff with that platform. But man, for us, for us artists, it's an astonishing platform that, you know, I'm still growing. Eventually mine is not only going to include my music because right now on it, I have music. I'm doing this extended interview. Um, Everybody who's watching this, you will see. And I will tell you also right after this interview on the podcast that if you want to see the full extended interview with Abby, all you have to do is go to my Patreon and our entire conversation will be there. Um, Plus or minus that song if she lets me post it. Or maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll just have her give me a... That's what I'll do. I'll have you... I'll, when you make yours, I'm going to have you make a teaser for my Patreon. And so that way I can put up the teaser and send people to your page. All right. Yeah. That's- yeah. See, that's... See, you got to cross-platform with that. But, um, yeah, it's just d- these being able to have that support and being able to continue on. It really, it really just helps us. You know, it really, really, really does. Um, this is a good one. This is a good one for you. This is my, this is a question that I didn't come up with and had no knowledge of your current life situation when Holly and I were discussing your questions. So what do you do to battle discouragement when faced with an impossible task? That's the first part of your question. Okay. Um, I handle things in many different ways, but 
when I get really mad, I channel that anger into a song. Um, I have, I could fill an entire album with songs about things that I was mad at or people that I was mad at. Um, <laughs> That's my first album. It's a whole album of things that I was mad at. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I try to stay calm when something not always in my favor happens, but uh, I usually end up writing a song within the hour. And when I'm really mad, uh, today I wrote an entire song in 22 minutes. Yeah, but that's a banger of a song, dude. So you write this, you write, you try and write music and you try and create art when you get discouraged. Mm hmm. What is something that you would like to see other people focus on when they are discouraged? People who, who look up to you and people who you would like to inspire. What do you want to see them do when they get discouraged? Well, if you are a musician, um, the best thing you can do when you get angry is channel it is motivation, get better. Um, another thing that I do, uh, if I get angry, I'll go to the gym and work out. I'll have the best workouts when I'm angry. I'll run the farthest when I'm the most upset. Um, but yeah, I think between, especially for me, between uh, being able to channel that is motivation to get better. Uh, I also, when somebody tells me that I can't do something that I want to do, I have the I will prove them wrong mindset and not because I want to prove them wrong, but because I want that for myself so badly that I want for them one day to say, Oh, I was wrong. She did do it. Cause I can do it. It's good to know that you don't need to prove them wrong, but it's also, it also feels good when you do. Yeah. Because I've had, I've had musical inspirations in me, people who I've looked up to, who I really relied on to kind of guide me along my way, who really just were horrible, horrible people to me. And I had a poster of this guy's band. I used to have my workstation, like my desk, um, my recording computer. And then back over there was like the TV with the video games. So when like I get burnt out, then you go and play video games and then, whatever but right next to the tv i had a poster of this dude's band and it was because it was like don't get too comfortable you're gonna look at this and you're gonna see this guy and you're gonna turn back around and put your back to that tv and you're gonna get back at that computer and you're gonna work on that material and you're gonna kick his ass mm -hmm. and i did 10 times over you know like my career versus that dude's career i did and i didn't do it for those reasons but it, when you when the going get tough, where do we get that extra fuel from? From right, like some of it's going to be the anger of the douche who screwed us. Yeah, you got fuel for days, months, years, kiddo. You you know, like as artists, anything that happens, you know, we we do we channel that, and I love that. That's your mindset because. You know, along the path, people are going to um, take advantage of us. 
people mm-hmm. are going to, you know, uh, put us in situations where we feel helpless and powerless, but we just have to know that we are never helpless. We are never alone and we are more powerful than any bigot ever could be. Um, you know, anybody who expresses any form of bigotism, bigotry, I guess it would be right. Bigotry. Um, they're, they're, they're showing that they're weak. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime that someone wants to cut you down along your path, they're showing you that they are weaker than you. Yeah. Yeah. We have to keep our head up and we have to strive forward. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, Abby K on base. Are there any final thoughts that you would like to say to our fans, such as what is, what was your last single that came out and where can they find it? My last single that came out is I thought that I loved you. You can find it on all streaming platforms under Abby K. Um, you can also find me on all social media at Abby K on base and on my website, Abby K on And how do you spell Abby K? A B B Y space K. As in the letter. Yes. I just wanted people to know that it was not K A Y. <laughs> well, Abby, thank you so much for being on here. Um, I can't wait to have you back on. I want to have you back on in around the springtime so we can talk about some other deep, dark secrets of the music industry world. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Make sure you check out Abby K on bass. We will have her on again because with Bass Cafe with Holly and Dean, um, Abby really is like the, the type of mascot person that I would like to um, show people that this show is really for and about because she has done it all and her her journey is just beginning I cannot wait to see what the next 20 years uh, has in store for this girl because I know for a fact she's going to take over so make sure you check her out because you don't want to be the last all right thank you bye Abby bye and we're back so i love getting to talk on zoom with abby it it makes me feel like all reminiscent of uh all of our lessons that we did um she's she's a phenom she really is you know she she's proved that you can you can be yourself and and conquer it and like she's battled some pretty crazy you know challenges as we all do and so much of that has to do with, you know, not just falling, but also getting back up. Um, yeah. yeah, it's right. We all go through things. Um, even the people who are at the top go through things and they get discouraged. And it's just important to have people around that you can talk to and, um, you know, just to observe what's going on and, and get your wits about yourself and, and take the next step forward. Right. And. And I'll tell you, she works so hard. She works so hard. Like, I get discouraged sometimes about my musical journey. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that builds me up is seeing someone like Abby out there killing it. Doing everything that she's doing. Because Mm -hmm. I know that, like, even however small a part, um, I know that I, I play a part in all of those individuals lives um and they play a part in mine Mm -hmm. and yeah you know like 
if I'm worried about, oh, man, should I even like work on this song today? And then I see like Abby release a song. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know, like, cause it's, you know, we all, we all have our own, our own demons. Um, but yeah, I just, I really love seeing her. Yeah. Conquer. I, I would go as far as saying on social media, follow people that make you feel uncomfortable in that aspect where if you see them doing something, you get a little bit of a, a fire in your butt and you want to go do something as well. Or get your ears turning, you know, like, um, very, dude, every single musician, musician, sorry, I just like took a sip. Every single one of us should follow marketing, um, marketing websites, follow like business entrepreneur websites, follow gentlemen websites, follow like ladies of luxury websites, follow luxury websites, because there's a certain mindset and there's certain little tidbits of information. And it's not just like to fall into the algorithm of advertisement, but sometimes just sometimes someone can post a quote that got them through a time where they didn't understand or couldn't make that last connection to their final thought. And all of those gentlemen of luxury like instagram posts dude, they have so many great great quotes and i've absolutely utilized that as a way to finish a song like you know whether it was just getting back to work or you know or figuring out what to do for my website because i saw this entrepreneur quote about you know in this final hour just get up and do blah 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 and it gets me on the computer and you know what i mean like there's always a form of influence that we can find if we want to find the positive influence. Yes. And I think, again, we have to look at ourselves as even when we're on stage, we are influencers of a mindset. We are influence influencers of um, a vibe of, of version of artistry and creativity. Like we are painting a picture when you're on stage playing heavy distorted metal and headbanging and wearing makeup that makes you look like a dolly painting on steroids, like you're painting a picture. Yeah, you are. You are. And there are followers, like like we were saying before, the world, as far as I'm concerned, the world is bigger, big enough for everyone to have their piece of the pie. And you have to hone in on your following who who is your following and who is your future following who do you want to follow you and that's who you need to start um making yourself known to and making yourself appealing to uh that's what a business mindset does uh, uh, an entrepreneur go the first thing they one of the very first thing they do is find out who your target audience is and don't and don't really steer too far from that because then you're making yourself too broad well for for your focus right and like so and and we always have to we always have to remember that innovators dilemma right yes yeah. we're we're targeting our audience we're targeting the people who we want to influence we're targeting who we want to be influenced by mm -hmm. Um, but we also have to 
look for the future. You know, um, we do have to do this shuffle, just like Facebook, where you have to make everyone happy. Yeah. And then you have to do what's right for the future. Yeah. And that's what they did, right? They they made everyone happy. Everyone was working cohesively in the, you know, infancy of Facebook. And then they changed the game. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you right now, I have been to houses mm-hmm. of Snapchat influencers. Insane. 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 What do you mean? Insane. Because every wall has to be a picture. Dude, walls were lined with things I can't even tell you. Yeah. There is is American flags painted on the wall with every kind of assault rifle known to man and flamethrower zipped. (laughs) (laughs) You know, paid for by Snapchat. What influencers are you hanging out with? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was just just for fun. Dude, there was... um it was jackass kind of stuff it wasn't like it wasn't like militia kind of stuff right (laughs) um but yeah man there's concert venues there's wrestling rings there's uh airboats with subwoofers on them you know you look think of like famous youtubers houses you know they are as pimp as pimp as pimp gets you well, know, you, also, if you go to those new places that those pop up places, those influencer pop up places, and those that's pretty insane as well. Everywhere, every, every corner is a picture perfect, which is also a good place to take a photographer and do a photo shoot, and you can get all kinds of content. You know what? I don't understand. Like, like I, I follow Kim Kardashian on okay. all social medias okay. um, for very many reasons, but as a big one, Super awesome businesswoman. I don't say whatever you want about anything for point of view. I don't care. She Her business model. It just works, man. I know why it works, you know, but yeah. there's so many facets to just business in general. You yeah. can. Another thing, like I want to shoot guys down like duh, people follow Kim Kardashian because of the way she looks right but she has all of these products Mm -hmm. she handles all of these different products Mm -hmm. all of this money Mm -hmm. if she wasn't smart enough to deal with all of that money and all of that business she wouldn't have what she has it would come and it would go yeah so for me like it doesn't matter why right it matters how when when they've gotten their business to this level it's huge kkw as a brand is huge you know the 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 kardashians in general their business is huge and like what we were talking about it you know you don't you you don't have to and the jenners yeah uh you don't you're not supposed to be concerned with other people's pocketbooks if you're thinking about in a business perspective you put out your product, you put out your things, and if people buy them, you, you're not worried. You shouldn't have to worry if, if they have enough money to buy them. You should put out your products and things that you authentically feel that, that you want to put out there and put, present in the world, and you will get people to buy them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I bring up them because so many people hate on them, 
like so many people hate on the Kardashians and the Jenners, right? And I, I follow it because, like I said, if their business model wasn't working, it wouldn't work. And so that's on a magnitude in which you can see when I was first starting off and this is, you know, and even still, it's not like every month I sell a million CDs. You know what I mean? Like some months we don't sell any, any CDs. We don't sell any physical CDs. And so it's hard to gauge your metrics, something that actually we're going to have to expand upon this in another episode that I, because I really wanted to talk about this uh, too is knowing your insights. And the reason why I follow larger brands is to see how metrics work. Yes. Until you start getting metrics, you you don't know what it is. So when you're using Facebook and when you're using Instagram and when you're using your website, for me, I barely even look at my actual website. What mm -hmm. I look is at is uh, Squarespace Analytics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I look at when I make a post on something or try and drive traffic to my website from this thing, where are those people coming from? What At what time did I make this post? Was it better for um, people in Ireland? I've had people from Ireland and Turkey visiting my website, right? Which is no, no big thing from the internet. But if you think about small boy, you know, a small town boy rather from New Jersey, that's pretty crazy that someone in Turkey went to my website, someone in Ireland went to my website, someone in France went to my website. Yeah. In what time of day does my Instagram post work for that person, for their group, right? Yeah. And so you have to pay attention to your analytics. Once we become online, we are now 24 seven, you know, like you're only nine to five in your time zone, but if you're not targeting your time zone, then you're not nine to five for your posts. Yeah. You know, if I want to target my time zone, which is my time zone is basically the United States yeah. um, because of bouncing back and forth, New Jersey and LA, right? Um, 9 a.m., 9 a.m. East Coast time. I make a post. That's when it's going to do its best on my platforms because mm -hmm. That's who I target is people in the United States primarily, right? But if I was targeting Germany mm -hmm. and I was targeting Turkey, there would be different hashtags. There would be different techniques. There would be different photos. There would be different content and there would be a different time schedule. Another resource for all, all of you who are, who are still here, um, there's apps that, that will measure that. There's one that's called like when to post and yeah instagram time i don't know there's you just have to be careful because um some of them that want you to to log in with that account um instagram and facebook will well instagram i guess will flag your account um because you're not supposed to use second third party apps for uh for analytics and things like that yeah um, okay. but we'll see i mean there's yeah. so many yeah you got to do your research you got to do your research but you can um I mean, a lot of those sites, what they really do when you just put in the name mm -hmm. and you don't have to sign in, right? You just put in the name. Mm -hmm. It'll look at all of your yeah. posts and see all the metadata yeah. and tell you what works best for you. Yeah, of course, you have to be careful with everything. But the Internet is filled with resources. Another great one for YouTube, duh, because everyone says it, TubeBuddy. Yeah. TubeBuddy is awesome. You get to see your analytics. You get to see how long the average watch time is. And like... Like, 
where people drop off, where people like come in, you know, what, what people skip ahead. Like you get to see so many, you know, what, um, something that YouTube doesn't tell us is what, uh, keyword did Mm -hmm. someone enter to find us? Right. TubeBuddy does stuff like that. Um, I, I don't currently have it on my computer. I, I, cause I switched over, but I'm going to put it back on because we want to know this. We want to know, I wanted yeah. to wait until we had some content and then start yeah. looking at like an average, you know? Yeah. So, cool. all right. Well, this was episode eight. eight. Yes. We had, we've had enough episodes where we had to ask each other, wait, what episode is it? <laughs> And that is a good sign. Wow. Yeah, I hope in the next few episodes we can um, get some funny bloopers or some B-reel in there. Well, I've been recording some of the, all the before and after stuff. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping somewhere in some of that that we get some some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and ask us questions too. We, We would like to do maybe a live thing with everybody. We get up to maybe 100 subscribers. Yeah, we're about halfway there, right? Yeah. Two months in. (laughs) Halfway there. (laughs) Well, all right. Thanks everybody for tuning Uh, in. This is definitely one of the bloopers. Yeah. From that from that day. Uh-uh. 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 Push that notification bell so that when we are on, you will be notified and you can watch us on Mondays at nine o'clock, right? Nine and twelve. Nine. Yep. yep. Twelve p.m. <laughs> twelve p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Nine a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it is set to premiere always. And make sure to follow Holly on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/HollyWestMusic. And make sure to follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dean Music Official. Both of us, when we do our interviews, we have extended cuts and extra treats and little things like that where, you know, if you follow me on Patreon, uh, you get to see this video like a couple hours earlier, a day earlier, or whatever like that. And we do different stuff. And anything that you contribute and help us with or share, it just helps us bring more content to everyone else. You know, we're just trying to spread the word. And give everybody the shortcuts that took us an entire career to find out. So yeah, yeah. And if you are looking to ready later. All right. See you later.